Hey guys, welcome to Getting Melty with Mark and Meg, a podcast where we talk all things taboo from self-care to sex work. Get ready to be comfortable with all things uncomfortable. Now let's get melty. Hi everyone, welcome back to Getting Melty. I'm your host, Mark. Um, unfortunately, Meg cannot be here t- with us today. Um, she had, on the day we're recording, which is Sunday, she had um, an allergic reaction. So she went to the hospital. So we will send our best to her. Um, but yeah, that means you just get me as a host today. But I am super excited and so pleased to announce this week's guest, Christine. Um, you may know her by her Instagram handle, Christine. Lorraine, I hope I said that right. Um, and if you don't already follow her, you probably should. So, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Of course. Did I say that name right? Is that your last name, Lorraine? Um, no, that's actually my middle name. Um, okay. And someone took that handle, so I just added another e to it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> that's basically it. Okay. Yeah. So, tell us about you, who you are, what you do, what's your story. Yeah. What is your Instagram about? Okay. So my name's Christine, um, and basically, if you go and look at my Instagram, you're going to see me. It's a body positive blog. Uh, basically, I started this about a couple months ago, back in the summer, um, and it kind of it's kind of a, a summary of where I am now um, from my life uh, growing up as a high-level athlete. Um, so I started at a very young age at playing soccer. Um, from the age of, I think, about four or five, I started playing soccer. Um, so that's kind of been a, a journey of mine in terms of my body. Um, right now, I just work full time in recruitment. Um, so this body positivity uh, blog is kind of my hobby on the side. It's been such a great experience. Um, and yeah, I just, I've been retired from my varsity career now uh, due to a lot of injuries so it's been kind of finding myself finding a new role in my life um, and what I want to do with it Um, so yeah that's kind of my background I'm 25 years old Um, okay I'm I'm five foot two very short (laughs) oh you're a little shorty (laughs) (laughs) so I want to know about like your varsity athlete experience I was not a varsity athlete Um, but I think a few of our listeners are or currently are or were so like what was your experience as a varsity athlete um yeah my experience at a varsity athlete um it's been it's been a mixture of good and bad because um from a young age I was a girl who um it was I was playing soccer and I was playing with young boys so I was good enough to play with young boys um Mm -hmm. and basically uh became that that poster child of my parents wanting me to eventually be this big, big superstar and we need to do everything <laughs> yeah. in our power to get me there. Um, so basically my childhood was me going to school and going to practice and eating and then going to sleep, going to practice, <laughs> school, eating. Um, that was kind of my childhood and it was a great experience. I had, I like grew as a person. I was a very strong girl. Um, I could always like hang out with the guys and I never felt like I needed to be this timid girl um on the other hand though there was a lot of um things that happened that really did affect me in the long term in terms of my social health my mental health 
um, how I viewed myself. So as a young child, I had a lot of male coaches. Um, okay. And the way that male coaches tried to motivate us um, was based on their experience of coaching young men. Or men, young yeah. Boys. Um, so I had a lot of coaches kind of coach me in a way that was not good for young girls. I had coaches tell me that I was a great player, but I needed to lose weight. I had Ooh. coaches, yeah, at a young age of about eight or nine, I was told. Oh, my God. Big. Yes. Um, Holy yeah, I know. So that a comment like that, like that followed me for the rest of my life. Whereas yeah. if you say that to a guy, okay, okay, I'll, I can lose five pounds tomorrow. Um, and literally then, tomorrow. And then it off. For, for me, that comment literally haunted me for, for years and years of my soccer career. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of just grew up thinking that um, here I am training every day, kind of making my body stronger, making my body bigger. Um, mm -hmm. But also, I'm too fat to be a successful player, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So I always was battling myself. Um, and of course, you're you're at a high level, so you need to eat a lot. But I also didn't want to eat because mm -hmm. so there there has been a lot of mental battles in there, and thinking that because I am a bigger girl, I didn't deserve to be a varsity athlete. I didn't have the right body type. Um, I was I'm also very short, so if I gain weight, mm -hmm. you can see it immediately. Um, mm -hmm. So there was yeah, my varsity career. It's amazing. I met so many amazing girls. Um, it kind of defines me of how I am. I'm, I'm independent. I'm strong. I have like strong muscles. Um, I have a lot of friends who think that they want to, they need to work out because they want muscles like me. And that's so nice to hear, but I'm also been, um, so traumatized by the experience of being told to lose weight of, of being told by these male coaches, um, that were too emotional, that we need to basically just kind of do whatever it takes to be a successful athlete um, mm -hmm. without even considering the emotional and mental side of, of women. So, yeah. Right. So do you think um, your varsity career, I guess, um, and like having those male coach influences um, influenced you to want to like start advocating for bodies? Is that like where you think your passion came from? Um, like from your experience, I guess? Yeah. So, Basically, I think the way my body positivity started was um, at the end of my varsity career, I was basically um, training every single day, twice a day on turf. And mm -hmm. at that point, I basically tore both my groins. I had oh patellar tendonitis. I had um, rolled my ankles. I had, um, I had a concussion. There was all these things yes. that were happening. And I was like, okay, like, this just needs to stop. I can't live my life like this. Like I would be walking down the street just in pain, like living mm -hmm. my life. Um, and basically I, I started to just think, all right, this is not worth it anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And at the end of when I, when I finished my career, I kind of felt lost. And I think this happens a lot with, with, with all athletes up into like the NHL, NFL, anyone who's really high up there and they stop playing, you kind mm -hmm. of lose your sense of self. Um, yeah. Well, if that's like all you've ever known since you were like yeah. four or five, right? Like yeah. you go to practice, you sleep, 
or you eat, you go to sleep, you go to school, go to practice, mm-hmm. right? Like if that's like been your routine for the last whatever, like right. 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. So yeah. When, when I retired, basically I I stopped working out. I started to party more because I'd never gotten to party at all when I was right. Famous. Yeah. Um, and I also kept my same diet that I had while being a varsity athlete. So mm-hmm. as in in a sense, I did start to gain weight after my career ended because I just didn't know how to balance my diet, how to balance a lifestyle. I didn't know how to work out that wasn't soccer related. Right. Um, and I also just was still so upset about what coaches had said about me, how I needed to lose weight, everything like that. So all, all, all of it together when I did retire, in a sense, retire, um, when I, that did happen, I was just kind of left broken and left lost. And I, I hated my body. I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like myself and I didn't know where I was going in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically when I finished school, I, I kind of just started working. I did go traveling, which was great, but I still just every day, um, everyday things. I was never really happy with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to kind of say like, like, what are the steps to finally become okay with yourself? Because there was a long period of time there where every single day I'd wake up, look in the mirror and just hate what I saw. Um, right. And I can't really define the right moment of when it happened. But I just remember one day um, waking up and, and realizing that I did like myself that there were things that I did like about myself and the compliments that people had been giving me about how um inspirational I was and Mm -hmm. such a great athlete and such a strong woman those comments started to actually like I actually started to hear them and I could slowly become more confident in myself but of Mm -hmm. course it took it took a long time and it also it's hard to even define how it happened I think like believing those compliments, like when people do compliment you on whatever they compliment you on, I think like actually believing that and like saying like not like brushing them off, like like saying thank you and like like acknowledging that that is a trait that you possess or whatever. I think that is huge to body confidence, self-confidence, like that journey, right? So um what does body positivity mean to you then? Or like self-love and yeah. all job? Um, <laughs> that's the thing. I was thinking about this last night. And in body positivity, that term is so hard to define still. Mm-hmm. It's, such yeah. a, it's such a broad term. Um, and body positivity to me is just accepting your body and accepting everyone else's body. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like body positivity right now has kind of taken on this role of it's only centered to people who don't look like um, what we're used to seeing on media. Right, right. I feel like for some reason, body positivity has started to exclude anyone who is skinny, anyone who's slim, anyone who looks like a model. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's right. Because no, I um yeah, I made a post about that the other day and it was oh, yeah. um it's like acknowledging that skinny people um can be just as self-conscious yeah. about their body as um fat people can and like you wouldn't tell like a fat person to go exercise or eat a salad or whatever. So don't tell a skinny person to go eat a cheeseburger. Like that yeah. that's not kind or nicer. <laughs> 
pleasing, right? That's the thing with body positivity, as I said, like it's just being happy in your own body, regardless of what you look like, regardless of what people tell you. And I just remember like when I first started my body positivity blog, I kind of felt like I didn't deserve to because I wasn't plus size mm-hmm. in a sense. Right. I wasn't I'm a size I'm a size eight to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was getting some backlash from bigger girls who said that I like I felt like they thought I don't deserve this voice because I don't I don't experience what they experience, but I do experience what they experience. They're just right. on the bigger the the bigger side of it and they probably get a bit more of that that hate regarding their body and they don't get to see people on magazines and social media that look like them but I feel like I don't get to see that either I don't see people that look like me on these right yeah like I'm I agree with you I'm like around the same size like that eight to ten range and um I feel like I benefit from skinny privilege Mm -hmm. um and so I don't like I do like I see people I guess generally that look like me but the same thing like I don't see people that look exactly like me I guess um so like I still like don't feel represented because you know like I when I sit down I still have rolls or like I still have like back fat or like whatever right so um I think yeah the body positivity thing it just it's about like what it means to you yeah right like having a having an okay body image and and if someone having the resilience to take comments about you and just ignoring them or just taking them to fuel you to be a better person um so I think yeah body positivity for me is just as I said being okay with your body accepting all bodies and Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. the resilience to yeah have that strong mental health and and body image and and being able to kind of live your life without being like affected by someone says something bad about you it it won't stop your day right I think resilience is literally the perfect way to put it right and just like being resilient to comments and being resilient to um I guess with yourself and just yeah giving yourself grace and um coming to terms with who you are right and just accepting that and um yeah accepting those compliments and recognizing your your worth I guess um so how has putting your body out there affected you have you had like positive comments negative comments um like has it yeah I would be like I know I know my family too like if I put a picture like I don't know half naked on like Instagram they give me a lot of shit for it so like has your family (laughs) like I want to hear about that (laughs) yeah so that was kind of it's been a wild run the past couple yeah. months. Um, but when I first posted my first photo of me um, kind of in a in a bikini and showing off my roles, showing off my body, I wasn't sucking in, I wasn't posing, I wasn't contorting my body. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I posted that, I remember I, I posted the photo and then I chucked my phone across the room and just started bawling my eyes. <gasps> like, my gosh. I, I just like... I, I was so excited to do this. I really wanted to do this. But I also was so scared of the comments that I was going to get. Um, right. Like people would think that I'm ugly. Unfortunately, that's what I cared about. Um, <laughs> before this post, my Instagram, I felt like I was just seeking validation. And this mm-hmm. was kind of me breaking away from that and showing people that this is what I look like and this is what you get. 
Um, and it was very like emotional and dramatic. And I, I look back at it now and I laugh at myself. Um, but it got a lot of positive feedback on it, which was great. Um, but of course, like there's so much positive people, people love to see people who look like them. People love um, mm-hmm. the self-love movement. But of course, like there, if you're not doing something um, that causes change, then you won't get negative feedback. So right, right. I definitely got negative feedback. Um, the first part that when it all started was my family. So my family, um, mm-hmm. I was using my last name and they just thought that I was tainting the family's name in a sense. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And like my, my family were very old fashioned, traditional. Um, so we're mm-hmm. kind of in that age where we're challenging that, pushing forward. Um, so there was a lot of backlash. There was a lot of moments where I thought, okay, I need to stop. Like, this is just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow I just kept going. And now kept my, going. yeah, my parents are very supportive now. My, my, Good. they're, they're just, they're happy for me, um, that I'm okay with myself. And I think they're also learning themselves that they're, they're, they've grown up in a world where having body, having a body that wasn't like media or being less conservative was bad but I think now they're even realizing oh okay like this is okay yeah Um, this is okay it's okay to look like this like I'm beautiful no matter what right and like Um, skin like it's just like it's literally just skin like for me I'm just like this is fine like yeah uh, have you ever like um felt I know sometimes like if I post a photo like it's always in the back of my mind, like, this is going to affect my career. Does that ever, like, stress you out a little bit? (laughs) Yes. So I did just start a new job just about three months ago. Okay. Um, And I had my page up and going, and it was something I was doing down the daily. Um, And I I did not want to tell my new coworkers at all. Um, Yeah. Or or even my boss or manager or anything. I just had no desire for them to see that because I think I just thought they would judge me and not take me as a serious um, person in in my mm-hmm. role at in a career um, mm-hmm. of course they found me eventually there's yeah. how can you not um, and they all they all love it they all they all really Good. support me um, I don't know if my boss knows but I don't I don't really want to ask <laughs> yeah no it's um, not a conversation yeah. we need <laughs> the and in terms of negative feedback the one thing that I still um, I'm getting better at it but the one thing that really has been affecting me is um, the male presence on my Instagram that decides to sexualize these pictures. Right. So right. that is something that at the start really made me angry um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm posting these photos for women who are like me, who don't like themselves. I am not looking for these photos to, be, to seek validation. I'm not looking for male attention. And of course, that's going to come with it. This is a public profile. You're mm-hmm. posting this to the world. People are going to share it. People are going to find you. Um, and it just, it's upsetting to me that men see this as free reign to comment on my body, to slide into my DMs, to send me inappropriate pictures. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something like, so that's something you kind of, uh, unfortunately, you have to just deal with it it's not something that's going to go away soon um that would be the one thing that really does upset me and if anyone does start to 
start to do their own body positivity blog or anything like that, you, like, you just have to know that that is going to happen. Um, and if it gets too much, you just block block the person. Unfortunately, that's the only thing you can do. Um, but there is so many positives that come out of this. Like I've, I've talked to people all over the world. I've had people message me saying that these posts are making them feel better about themselves. They finally see women um, like them and they, they start to realize that they think that I'm beautiful and we have the same body type. So they must be beautiful. Right. Um, yeah, that's so, so important. Well, there is um, negatives, but there are a lot more positives. So yeah, you would say the positive outweigh the negatives. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how I know like Instagram is it's a a free reign for a lot of things, and um, you say you get um, negative comments from men. How do you respond to those? Like other like block you have to block people at some point, but do you dignify them with a response? Do you try and educate them? Like, is there any tips? Like to be honest, I don't like to spend my time even acknowledging them yeah um, sometimes I will just if if they're they respond to the comment and say something nice of course I'll be like oh thank you um if it yeah. does if it does get too sexualized I will just ignore it and if they continue to do it then I will be like okay bye you don't okay, bye. yeah <laughs> in my life <laughs> yeah there's there's just too much going on to even acknowledge them um yeah and yeah so that's just something. It's just crazy that they they think because they see it and it's open that they kind of now just own you in a sense, and they have they feel the right to comment on this and and say these weird things, and you're like, what the heck is that? Right? Like? Yeah. Like just because I post my body, it's not an invitation. No, no. <laughs> um. Do you ever get? I know like girls can be pinned against girls sometimes. Do you ever get negative feedback from women? Um. I don't. I feel like. The negative feedback from women is very passive aggressive. So oh, okay. it's very hidden. And that's just right. that's just typical girls. Like yeah, I, typical I even email, hide yeah. that when I don't like yeah. someone or something. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, that was cool. Like <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. so I think for that, um, yeah, you just have to realize that if if they are giving you negative feedback about it, you also have to realize that they are probably struggling themselves and they either right. They either are upset with themselves or they, they don't like my success um, because mm-hmm. they want that success. So I, I kind of take it backwards and think, okay, clearly this this shouldn't upset them unless there's some reason why. Um, so I kind of just like to think that everyone is struggling. And if they, if they are being mean to you, if they are bullying you, if they are being negative to you, it's likely they are suffering more than you. Yeah, and like... I, we've all been taught so many, um, like, negative body image things and just so much negativity that it's, like, trying to unlearn those, like, habits or, like, language or anything is so, it's, like, such a, such an experience and such a, like, struggle, I guess. Like, yeah, just definitely. trying to unlearn what you've been conditioned to. Right. So do you have any like body positivity related stats? Um, I was looking this up because I was like, that's a good question. I, I don't mm-hmm. even really think about it. Um, the one thing that really shocked me is um, we, we compare ourselves right now to social media, to these models. We see a lot of models on my Instagram. I know when I scroll through 
my page, I just see all these beautiful girls and I honestly still compare myself to them to this day. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, wow, like look at her legs. Like she's so tall. She's so skinny. I wish I had her skin. Like I still do that. Um, of course. And yeah. I try to stop myself. Um, but I, I saw this at uh, the stat where um, it says unfair to compare. And it says the average model is 5'11 and 120 pounds. Whereas mm-hmm. the average woman is five four and hundred and sixty five pounds, right? So here oh. we are, and and five percent of our population is this average model body type. So five percent, ninety five percent is looking at this five percent and saying, "I need to look like that." When that's not gonna ever happen. Like that's not realistic. No. So that really upsets me that. The only that five percent is being represented so much in our in our social media in in models in clothing in the industry. Um, I, when I go shopping, it's so difficult for me to find pants that fit, um, because mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of the clothing are built towards what we what we see on the rack and what we see on the models. And yeah, so when when you see models and you're and you're wanting to wear what they're wearing, um, but obviously what you're gonna what they're wearing is not gonna fit on your body so when I was saying like I go shopping and I can't find clothes that ever fit on my body um Mm -hmm. because I feel like what what has been made has been made for these women that is not me and is clearly not 95% of the world Um, yeah I find that struggle um when I buy jeans (laughs) because it's like um my weight like I buy high-waisted jeans my waist is like Mm -hmm. obviously smaller um but then like I have like I guess thicker thighs if that's how we want to call it and so like either it's not getting over my hips (laughs) but like it it, like the like proportionately it just it doesn't it doesn't work and then too if you like compare so say you bet a pair of jeans five years ago versus a pair of jeans like today and um comparing like the size difference Mm -hmm. um like a a seven say Whatever five years ago is like much bigger than a seven today. Oh my god, yeah. And I think that mental, just like, like you can say you don't care about sizes and stuff, but like just that mental struggle and unlearning that that's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a struggle for me, I guess. Well, even, even the other day, I, I ordered something online from Australia. Mm-hmm. And in Australia, I'm a size 14. Hmm. And that, that was a shock to me because I was like, what? Like, yeah. And that's the biggest size they make is my oh. size. Oh. And I was like, how how can you even like where who fits into these clothes? Like it's it's crazy. I know. I I bought this shirt the other day and like normally in shirts I range like I have a bit bigger boobs, so I sometimes I have like bigger shirts, but then sometimes I can fit into like a small shirt. Like it's kind of a range, but normally it's about small or medium. And I bought this shirt and it's size extra large. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, just the representation of like sizes and it's I guess the social construction of sizes. Oh my god, yeah. And also just being able to get past that fact that you're not a small, that you're not a size 2. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again coming back to resilience, like okay, these numbers don't define me. Right, right. Um so your Instagram is your cap or your bio sorry it's body positivity self-love and potatoes <laughs> so why potatoes um I love potatoes to be honest okay like, I'm with you <laughs> um it's funny because my friends and I we all we all kind of have 
started to make plans to go around and um, try every potato possible. Um, we, wanted, we wanted to make a spreadsheet of who has the best fries. Um, so that's kind of our new task. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I've had like potatoes are so good. But I've also been that point so where, versatile. yeah, oh my God. Um, but I've had that point where I used to fear carbs and, right. and eating carbs was just the worst thing I could do. Mm-hmm. So now when you kind of, okay, you like now I love potatoes. I eat them all the time, but I used to just, if I ate a potato or ate any sort of carb, immediately would feel guilty about it. Um, mm-hmm. and would mm-hmm. just hate myself, would go back and find a salad, go instantly work out, just all these crazy things. Um, yeah. And then, of course, a couple of days later, I want the potatoes again, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's a cycle. Um, so I'm kind of just embracing the love of of eating what you want. Um, and also, of course, eating in moderation. Like, you can't, I mean, sometimes I get a huge thing of poutine, and, like, that's probably not good. Um, <laughs> like for your health, that's probably not the best. No, but it's kind of good. Um, <laughs> but it tastes damn good. So stereotype there, um, right? But yeah, I think for me, potatoes is just saying like, okay. I I also sometimes feel like a potato. Like sometimes right. I'm lazier. Sometimes when I have my period, I'm so bloated. So it's just like mm-hmm. I think the potato. I just kind of define myself as a potato. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I love that yeah and I was I don't know why but I was taking like last night I was taking a what kind of potato are you and I if you're wondering I am the scalloped potatoes um, okay which apparently it's like bougie on the outside but really just basic on the inside which that's me yes (laughs) I like that you define yourself as a potato but not in a negative sense I've heard I've heard the term potato used and it always is like oh I feel like a potato today Yeah, and it's well, like, I mean, yeah. it could be, but like, potatoes are so good, so it's literally can't be so bad. good. So, what's <laughs> what's your favorite kind of potato? Oh God, um, I think I mean fr- French fries is like there's no you can't say no to that. So it can't I be. I don't know. French fries for sure, um, but I really want to get more into like baked potatoes now. Okay, like, okay, with all the like, fixings and the cheese yeah. and and do that. So that's gonna be my new goal <laughs> <laughs> your new goals <laughs> Please, you know so, branch out a bit branch out have you found um the best french fry yet no we haven't done it and i'm really mad that my girlfriends and i haven't gone and done this so that's gonna be our our summer adventure i think that's gonna be your summer adventure yeah. I, I love that and i love that um because in the summer you know people are supposed to trim down for the summer mm-hmm. or whatever that bullshit so <laughs> i like that you're Embracing yeah. eating French fries all summer long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is wonderful. Now I have some rapid fire questions for you that we like to ask our guests. So here we go. What's your favorite beauty product right now? Favorite beauty product is self tanner. Oh, the Luna Bronze. Yes. Yes, I just ordered some. Yes! <laughs> Are you a cat or dog person? Dog. Dog. Do you like pineapple and pizza? Yes, I do. Okay, what's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, Frozen. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I play the play. I play the um, soundtrack in my car when I'm driving. Oh my! Have you seen the second one? Oh yes. <laughs> okay. You have a mantra that you live by. Um, I think my mantra would be body positive, 
body positivity, self-love, and potato. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Have you ever traveled anywhere? Yeah, I actually did a six-month solo trip around Europe. Um, cool. So I, I was backpacking and hiking the Swiss Alps. So that was amazing to see. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nice. What was your favorite place you went when you traveled? Um, it was definitely Switzerland. And then yeah. and then it would be probably Munich because there was a lot of drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's something you're grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for my family. Your family. And... Give us some Instagrams that you can recommend to our audience that are like yours, not like yours. Just make you feel good. Give us some. Yeah. So there is um, Ariel Nissa. She's probably the person that made me start my account. Um, she's an Australian. We have a similar body type. And I just saw her and I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, this is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is who I want to be like. Um, and then, of course, the, um, oh, what's the, oh, God. But the papaya one. It's papaya. <laughs> the bird's papaya. Yes. My favorite of all time. Yeah, love her. Um, then there's Meek Saison. Okay, I don't know. Meek Saison. Okay, I'm going to link these in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hard to say. But yeah, those those are some of my favorite. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I think those will be my top three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this was so much fun, Christine. Yeah. And we learned so much. So where can our listeners find you on socials? Anywhere else? Yeah. So my Instagram is definitely the place to go if you want to find me. Um, and that's at Christine Lorraine. And there's two E's at the end. So L-A-R-A-I-N-E-E. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So go check her out. And obviously you guys know where to find us at Getting Melty Podcast on Instagram. Rate, review, subscribe. And if you share um, you listening to an episode on your story, we will send you some Getting Melty swag. Um, we look forward to chatting with you next week. Um, hopefully Meg is back by then with her, her allergy. As that's all cleared up. Um, but yeah, we'll see you on Instagram throughout the week and have a good one. Thanks so much, Christine, for being here. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.